Hey, to all the real estate professionals out there, I want to let you know The Buyer's Mind is sponsored by Homebridge Financial. Homebridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, and they bring sales ideas and strategies and market intelligence and programs that will help sell homes. To learn more about that, go to builder.homebridge.com. Homebridge Financial, home financing made easy. do you depend on your sales team and how much does the rest of your sales team depend on you let's get into that on today's episode of the buyer's mind welcome to the buyer's mind where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Hey, everyone. Welcome once again to The Buyer's Mind. I am your host, Jeff Shore, and this is the podcast where we try to understand what our customers are going through in their decision-making process. What do they see? What do they experience? What do they feel? How do they make decisions? And today, we're going to talk about the customer's view of the team. And I'm going to start by looking at it from the perspective of uh, a company we all know called Chick-fil-A. And if I asked you all right now to send me, email me with your stories of bad experiences with Chick-fil-A representatives. Now, I have no doubt it's a huge company and this is a big country. I have no doubt that there are people who are going to be able to come up with some examples of when things did not go well at a Chick-fil-A. But I would venture to guess, and I don't think I'm too far off base here, that most of you would have very positive things to say about your experience at Chick-fil-A. And not only would you have positive things to say, but you would have positive things to say over and over again. That is that the approach at a Chick-fil-A, the consistency of the way they do business is incredibly uh, profound. It is a wonderful experience and a very consistent experience from store to store, no matter where you are. Whenever you go into a Chick-fil-A, you can expect to have a pretty good experience. Now, why is that so important and what does it have to do with you? Well, it comes down to this idea. When I walk into a Chick-fil-A today, my expectation of that experience is going to be based entirely on my previous experiences at a Chick-fil-A. Right. That's that's the way it works. Our, our customers are trained. They are trained on what to expect out of their experience. And so as we look at that, I want to talk to those of you who are part of sales teams. And my guess is that's most of you listening to this podcast today, that you are a part of a sales team. We look at it from the perspective of we ask, well, what do I have to do with my team and my team's success? And what did my teammates have to do with my success? And I want to give you a picture of that real quick. And I'm going to take it out of the sales avenue here for just a moment and talk about one of my hockey teams. So many of you, if you follow the podcast, you know that I play in a couple of different uh, hockey teams. One of my teams is the Assassins. Quite an ironic name, actually, because um, we can't shoot, but we're called the Assassins. Uh, anyway, there's a guy on our team on the Assassins, a, a great guy um, by the name of Kurt Miskowski. He, he goes by Goon. That's how everybody calls him. If you called him Kurt, people would look at, who are you talking to? We just call him Goon, um, which is really sort of a misnomer because the idea of a Goon in hockey is somebody who is kind of a bully and mean and, uh, and, and disruptive. And 
And Kurt is one of the really, really great guys on the planet, not just on the ice, but he's just a great all around guy. And he's a great teammate. And one of the things that I appreciate about having Kurt on the team is that it's not just that his teammates like him, but his opponents like him. So when we're playing a game and the other team sees that Kurt is on the ice, it just sort of makes him feel better. Like this is going to be a more enjoyable game. It's not going to get all chippy and obnoxious because Kurt's there to try and keep everything light and loose. He's the guy who's going to crack jokes on the ice. He'll have a little fun banter both with his teammates and with the opposing players. He's just a profoundly good guy. And then what happens when I'm playing with guys like Kurt, I feel like I have more fun. And frankly, I feel like I play better. Now, when we think about how that translates over into the environment of a sales team, I'm going to suggest to you here that the story of Kurt, or Goon as we call him, uh, is going to be seen in how his approach uh, has an impact on the other team. And if we correlate that into the sales environment and we look at from the idea of what does our customer see? Why why is it important that I'm supporting my other teammates and why is it important that they are supporting me? Because as a customer is doing business with your organization, the experience that they are going to have with that first sales professional that they're ever going to meet is going to flavor their experience about the entire organization, whether they end up talking to a different salesperson, either now or down the road, or anybody else that they're going to talk to in the organization. The salesperson, the sales professional is the face of the organization. And as the face, they set the cultural tone. That is, they demonstrate to the company what this type of experience is going to be like. So if we look at it and and think, okay, I, I've got somebody here who uh, is going to purchase whatever. They're looking for uh, um, jewelry and they're going to go into a, a Hearts on Fire a diamond store. And they're going to talk to somebody at that Hearts on Fire store who's going to give them an education and tell them about their diamonds and why they're so great. The quality of that interaction is going to be absolutely critical should that person go to a different Hearts on Fire store somewhere else in the country at some other time in their life? They'll carry that experience. They will have an expectation of what this organization is like based on their interaction with that first salesperson. And not just as they talk to salespeople, but as they talk to everybody else along the way. So if I'm going to talk to somebody who is in sales, but there's a service component of what it is that they're going to be selling, and I've got to go through the process of trying to figure out who, who are these people and how do they work, work, the impression that I get from that first person, and again, that's so often the salesperson, is going to flavor the way that I talk to everyone else. I give you an example of this. I uh, recently sold uh, an investment property and I used the company Open Door in order to do it. Uh, the first conversation that I had with somebody with Open Door was so wonderful. It was so uh, enjoyable that it flavored the way that I would have every other conversation. That is, I went into those conversations with an expectation that this was going to be great. And in fact, it has been great. That, that culture has gone all the way through the organization. But how many people do I need to talk to that are negative? How many people do I need to talk to that are giving me a bad impression in order to taint that and change my opinion of the entire organization? Now, my point is this. Your teammates are relying on you, and you need to rely on your teammates. 
There has to be a level of excellence in every conversation such that the reputation of the organization makes it easier for you to do your job. When you were doing your job really well, when you were taking very, very good care of everyone that you talked to, then somebody else on your team is going to hear about that, even through word of mouth, and they are going to be the recipient, the beneficiary of your outstanding service. And when they do a great job, you are going to be the beneficiary. So I want to encourage you to do what you can do, to make the first move, to pay it forward, if you will, to be the best version of you you can be, not just so you can get the sale, but so that your teammates are more successful, so your teammates are more effective, so that they will have better relationships with their customers. Are you doing your part or are you waiting for everybody else to do theirs, some sort of company initiative? I just want to encourage you, do it on your own. Take the lead to give your best service so that you can build up the environment for the entire organization. That is the way you can go about changing people's world. Hey, by the way, before we wrap it up, I've got a new book coming out. It's titled Follow Up and Close the Sale. And in it, I'm going to share with you what you need to know for successful follow-up that's going to benefit you throughout your career. If you want to join the interest list for the book, if you want to stay notified on all things related to follow-up and some value extras that we're going to throw your way, just go to jeffshore.com slash sales follow-up and share your email with us. 